0: Welcome in to the Abe TL show. It is Super Bowl Sunday, and we are approaching Deadsville of the day. And what I mean by that is it is about to slow down to a wicked crawl. Between like now, well, not now, because I'm on the air, and we'll get you through this next hour. Uh, And it's only an hour today, by the way, before we hand things off to the Super Bowl pregame show of Westwood One. But by the time you get to, like, 2 until, like, 5.30, 6 o'clock, boy, it is slow because you finish kind of a lot of your Super Bowl prep. You may be starting to set things out and all that, but until people start arriving or you're heading out to whatever party you're going to be at, uh, I don't know. Like, those three hours from 3 o'clock to 6 o'clock just feels like the absolute slowest part of the year. But we trek on towards the Super Bowl. Uh, welcome into the show again. Just one hour today. We've got a lot of Super Bowl discussion to have. Uh, it is Abe Gordon here. I got Eric Slaughter with me on the other side. We're going to talk about Ease Marathon Day here in a little bit. But we're going to get into it. We're, we're going to break it down from as many angles as we possibly can in regards to the Super Bowl tonight. 58 between the Kansas City Chiefs and the San Francisco 49ers. I I put it out there on Twitter, so feel free to join in the discussion on Twitter. Also, if you want to on the phone lines, that's fine as well, 404-726-0929. Who do you like to win tonight and why? It's a simple question. Uh, We're going to get into it and and try and figure this thing out and um, break down all the expectations and then watch none of that come true. So uh, it'll be an absolutely entertaining game. I do believe that. It does feel like it's a great matchup. You know, I had this question for Andy and Randy. Let's bring Eric Slaughter in here early uh, on the show here because interesting question I had for Andy and Randy. Uh, I don't know if they actually answered it. It was on the rundown, but you know how that goes sometimes. Ultimately here, E, are these the two best teams in the NFL? No, sir. Which one is the – out of the NFC? Are, are the Forty ers the best team in the NFC? Yes, I, I, okay.
3: I agree. Okay, so you're headed
0: NFL. where I, I I probably mm-hmm. would have been headed as well. Mm-hmm. You're talking Ravens. I am talking Ravens. That's and your and that's your your best team. I'm
3: not being a homer. No, I, I yep. think
0: it's a fair yeah. I, I think it's a fair point. Mm-hmm. Um, but these are the teams we have. It is okay. interesting. Yeah. I think a lot of people would probably say the Chiefs are not the best team in the NFL or the AFC this year. Nope. But, but ultimately, they did what they needed to yeah, do to get yeah, here.
3: They got hot at the right time. I mean, they're clicking. They're and, playing their best football. That's right. at the best time. And Which ultimately, what you do. ultimately
0: with respect to the season, Lamar Jackson had in the playoff game, they have the best player on the field in Patrick Mahomes, and and between him and Andy Andy Reid, they make up the difference. Will that be the case tonight? Again, we're gonna break it all down here. On the ATL show. A couple of other things I do want to get into, though, briefly before we dive into a heavy, heavy football hour. Uh, again, segments two and three, it's going to be all Super Bowl discussion. So let's get into it real quick. Uh, Atlanta United last night remains defeated. They beat the Tampa Bay Rowdies 2 0. Defeated? Undefeated. There you go. What did, I, did I say defeated? You did. <laughs> I don't think so. Let me read that right bullet. Stop the recording. Make you do extra work. Uh, no, uh, they they beat the Tampa Bay Rowdies 2-0. Uh, they got goals from Nick Firmino and Jamal Thierry. And they will remain in uh, the St. Pete area for a closed-door match to finish out their preseason uh, next week. So, they'll be taking on Sporting KC. And, again, that's going to be closed, so no coverage of that. And the Atlanta Hawks. And we do have to have a short discussion here about the Atlanta Hawks because I have not been on with you since the trade deadline came and went, well, there's been no adjustments to a team that was six games, I think, below 500 at the trade deadline. Now they've won their last two and in quite convincing fashion, albeit the 76ers are a team we knew a little bit down because Noel, Joel, and B, the Rockets and the Hawks, for for that matter. A lot of players were missing from last night's game, but here's the other thing, and, and we'll get into the trade deadline stuff. Do you remember a couple of years ago the Hawks could not win a back-to-back to save their lives? I mean, they just could not win a back-to-back, but they do notch one more back-to-back win here over the past two nights. Trey goes for 37 in the first game. DeJounte Murray goes for 34 in the second game, and so... You do get a little bit of momentum. You were playing well before the trade deadline, and now you're playing well after the trade deadline. But you don't make moves. And Look, we're going to dive into the Super Bowl coverage here in just a moment, but the last thing I want to say about the Atlanta Hawks is it feels like something needs to be done in the summer, something significant. And I understand you didn't pull the trigger at the trade deadline. That's fine. We understand where this season is going. Even if you made a move, this season was going nowhere. But changes clearly need to be made. Uh, Very clearly, things are not working out in in the manner of which you expected them to. And barring a shock run in the playoffs, you got to have a big, aggressive offseason. Specifically, there's got to be change in the summer. Uh, There just has to be. And, And I'm sure Landry Fields is feeling the pressure in regards to that, they didn't get it done. Whatever the plans were at the trade deadline, and a little bit surprising. Uh, the, uh, you know, no one was really moved at the trade deadline. It, no, no big blockbusters. There were certainly teams that improved. Uh, I think you look at the Knicks specifically. They're they're pushing a couple of chips in to go after it. Uh, it Seems like the Pistons flip flopped uh, half their roster, and uh, the 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 Seventy Sixers uh, with the acquisition. A buddy healed, maybe trying to help out Tyrese Maxey with Joel Embiid's sideline, but there there there's got to be moves made with the Atlanta Hawks. It's frustrating they weren't made at the trade deadline. I understand the reasonings why, and if I had more time, I'd go into it. Ultimately, I think there was a a price that they were looking for. They didn't get those offers, and so they said no. But that doesn't uh, that doesn't mean that that those changes won't take place in the summer. In fact, something needs to happen. In the summer, I don't think you could start another year with this as your core and expect much different. And then the final piece of of news before we dive into really the rest of the show, it's going to be all Super Bowl the rest of the show. Uh, Chip Kelly goes to Ohio State as the offensive coordinator after Bill O'Brien leaves after about ten days, twelve days, whatever it was. As OC there at the Buckeyes, he he takes the head coaching job at Boston College. Makes sense. It's a good fit for Bill O'Brien. good fit for BC. Uh, but now you've got the head coach at UCLA, Chip Kelly, leaving to become an offensive coordinator. And the writing was on the wall for Chip Kelly at UCLA. So I do not blame him. Uh, kind of a, a, a one step backward to hopefully take two steps forward down the road. So that's what we got going on here across the... Atlanta today. Again, it is the ABTL show live from the Kia Studios here on Sports Radio 92.9 The Game. I'm Abe Gordon. I got Eric Slaughter with me as well today for this hour, uh, down to 50 minutes now, so we gotta get going. Again, asking you the question, uh, again, pretty simple. Pretty, pretty freaking simple. Uh, Who do you like to win tonight and why? And, And we're gonna break it down from as many angles as possible, but you know, when it comes to the Super Bowl, and maybe I'm I, I'm by myself in this. The Super Bowl feels more like any other day or any other event like you shouldn't be doing it alone. And like New Year's Eve, right? Like like what are you doing? You're staying home by yourself. You're not making it out till midnight. Not the coolest thing in the world, but it feels acceptable. There's something about staying home for the Super Bowl and, and just watching it by yourself, I, almost more than any other event or any other day. It feels it feels like you should be with other people, and I'll be honest, I don't like watching games with people. I just don't. It's too many questions that get asked in the flow of a game. Too many people not paying attention. It bothers me. We know, You guys know. You all know how easily I can get agitated. So, I've made the decision. Well, well, see, this is where it's not fair. I was going to go to my father's and watch the game with a small group of people. My dog is sick, and I decided it's not worth it to go over to my dad's and risk the pup having a mess inside the house. So, I am ending up staying home alone to to watch the Super Bowl. Now, I did plan a little food party situation for myself. We'll see how that plays itself out, too. I got pizza and wings that I'm going to have to pick up. But uh, I, I ultimately am going to watch the Super Bowl by myself. Just me and me and the pup. So uh, it's going to be a little weird. It feels a little weird being solo. E, I know you've got a situation where you're going to be working for the majority of this game. Yep. Um... But even you, even you are going to have some company. I know you've got got the significant other coming through with yep. with the food plans.
3: Yeah, you know. Uh, I what do my, we got? What, we did. What's we the did. Spread? You know, I did my guy. So here at the station, we all watch each other's back. One hand scratches the other, and my guy, our guy, Dom Chorowski, he's been really good to me when I need him to say, "Hey, Dom, will you cover this for me? Will you cover this for me?" So I surprised him yesterday, and I said, "Hey, Dom, would you like to be off?" Tomorrow for Super Bowl Sunday because unfortunately he was scheduled to work the majority of the game and he was like heck yeah why would you tease me like that and I'm like no I got you man you've done a lot for me you stay home I'll cover the the game for you plus I was off yesterday it gives me a chance to make up a couple hours you know on the I was gonna say you yeah. filling out that timesheet yeah. today you, you you got here yeah.
0: Yeah. starting at eleven you'll yeah. be here till about yeah. eleven on yeah. the on the backside of things so. Yeah. Uh, because of how things run with the Westwood One broadcast, mm-hmm. it, you, you are going to have some downtime during the game, right. chance to watch yeah. it on the bigger screen uh, outside of the studio while running back and you forth know. as need be. Right. Uh, what's the spread for you? I got pizza and wings okay. for well, myself.
3: Well, we, we have the same. Um, I am love Italian food. So um, some lasagna and some chicken parm, uh, olive, uh uh, from a local restaurant. I won't give no free advertising, but it's going to be lasagna and chicken parm, some breadsticks, and probably some salad, do an Italian theme. And uh, yes, I'm going to have my girl's going to come up. She's going to bring me dinner, and we'll sit here and we'll watch it, and I'll do the assignments that I have to do. And uh, it'll be a, you know, she'll hang out for an hour or two. She won't do the whole thing. She'll probably, I will bet she'll leave right after Mr. Usher Raymond departs the stage.
0: Well, look, the halftime show is something. We're going to get into the halftime show, uh, both as it relates to Usher, but just in general. There's a couple things I want to get into that are like non-game specific we're gonna we we have to address the Taylor Swift situation absolutely um we have to address the halftime show uh the commercials all, all of that so we're gonna we're gonna talk a little bit about all of that stuff um but more so we are gonna get into the game and, and we're doing that in our very next segment I, I got a ton of bullet points I want to get to we're also gonna get uh, e to, to, you know, come correct and, and make sure I'm – you got to check me on whatever I'm saying. Make sure I'm not out here looking like a donkey. But uh, we're going to break down the Super Bowl. It is Super Bowl 58. Kansas City Chiefs and San Francisco 49ers here. And we got about 45 minutes left here on the ATL show, and it is going to be all Super Bowl discussion. We're going to read some of your tweets, take some of your calls as well, 404 726 929 oh, nine. the question is simple who do you like tonight to win and come with a reason why we're gonna break it all down on the other side it is the apTL show I'm your host Abe Gordon coming to you live from the Kia studios on Sports Radio 92.9
3: the game and the Odyssey app you embrace being uh, not liked anymore. We used to be the most liked. Now we're like the least liked squad now. I don't know where that came about, but it's okay. I think we embrace it. We we look forward to the challenge. It's like going on a road game. You know what I mean? You look forward to upsetting the crowd.
0: That is Chiefs defensive lineman, defensive stalwart, Chris Jones, talking about being the villain in this game and uh, being, quote, not liked. I don't know, man. I just Every better I've heard is all over the Chiefs tonight. We'll see if that's the case. I don't think the Chiefs are, are in this villain stage. I, I think everyone wants to have a villain to root for in this game, and it's simply not the case. I think there is a percentage of people who are – Anti Mahomes, anti Kelsey because of Travis, uh, because of Taylor Swift. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She, I, I she's think the there's villain. that.
3: She's the real villain in this game.
0: I guess. Whatever. Yeah, we'll get know. into her in a little bit. Uh, there's certainly a ma- uh, not a majority, but a a percentage of people here in Atlanta who are looking at the Niners as the villain. Um, if you're as old as John Fricky and can't let go of things, it's because you still view the Niners as an NFC West rivalry. Uh, but more recently, there's ju- there's just a It's a real thing. I don't know why people can't get over it, but there's a real percentage of people who do not want Kyle Shanahan to win the Super Bowl. And I just, if that's how you want to play it, man, go for it. But I I don't know what you gain from from feeling that way. I'm just rooting for a good game. I don't have a dog in this hunt. Uh, I I think it's outstanding. But I don't look at either of these teams as, quote, I I mean, I know betting-wise there's an underdog. I don't really think either of these teams are underdogs, nor do I think either of these teams are, are viewed as the national villain uh, or what you will, no matter what uh, Chris Jones says. Uh, again, welcome back. It is the Abe TL Show Live here on 92.9 The Game. I got my man Mr. Yo out there. He is grilling, and this goes back to that timeline I was telling you about. It feels like between 3 and 6, everything just slows down because most of the cooking gets finished, and you're kind of just waiting for time to pass. Mr. Yo's out there. Looks like he's got one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, eight or nine racks of ribs uh, out there. And of course, he uh, he took a nice photo with a little bit of that Duke Sabel Heyman Ale uh, on the side of that grill. I know he's getting things ready. Looks good. Uh, and we hope you are as well. Uh, again, we're going to break it down from a number of angles. It is Abe Gordon here. I got Eric Slaughter with me as well. If you want to send in a tweet, Feel free to do so at Abe Gordon. Who's going to win the Super Bowl and why? Or if you want to join us on the phone lines, 404-726-0929. Real quick, before we get to our phone lines, let's set the stage for Super Bowl 58. This is a rematch of Super Bowl 54, a game in which the Chiefs beat the Niners 31-20 and obviously quite a bit of turnover for both teams, different quarterback certainly for the San Francisco 49ers. No Tyreek Hill for the Kansas City Chiefs. Uh, A lot of defensive turnover. I think that was Nick Bosa's rookie year there with San Francisco. So, look, it's only a couple of years, but quite a bit of turnover for both teams. So I do not look at this in the same way that we maybe have looked at other uh, rematches in the past. So Super Bowl 58, Chiefs and Niners Who's going to win it and why? We're going to break it down here in just a moment, but let's head out to the phone lines and see what Aaron thinks is going to happen tonight. What's going on, Aaron?
3: Hey, what's going on, bro? Doing all hey, right, so, man. Um, hey, hey, so this is an easy pick, man. I, I'm, I'm taking the Chiefs, um, and it's honestly for some of the reasons that Chris Jones was talking about, and I agree with you. I don't think the, the villain narrative is, is super um, out there, but it, just, it doesn't take a lot for Mahomes and company to – you know, to put that chip on their shoulder and just to show up. So, I mean, I, I, I'm i shocked, honestly, that the Chiefs are uh, dogs in this game. I, I I still can't believe it. So, I'm I'm taking Mahomes and company.
0: Yeah, I appreciate the call, Aaron. It's very interesting this line has not moved that much because everyone I've heard is riding with the Chiefs as a dog. What? You're, you're giving Mahomes points? I'm in. But the line hasn't moved, and I find that very interesting. It's It's – feels like Vegas knows something. You know how Vegas is feels like they're setting you up for something. And I'm not exactly sure if that's the case. Normally they try and split the bets. Uh, So obviously they're getting some money on San Francisco or the line would have moved in favor of, of Kansas city becoming a favorite, but that doesn't seem to be the case. Despite every person I know that's placing actual money uh, 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 siding with Patrick Mahomes. Now, one of the biggest factors, I think, is the quarterback matchup, the perceived best quarterback in the NFL being Patrick Mahomes and then Brock Purdy. But, I, you know, I don't know where you stand, E. Uh, just historically, do we give a coaching edge to Andy Reid? Absolutely. So, with that said, and you don't need to go on beyond that. I tend to agree with you just on the surface, whatever. You've got a coaching edge. In Andy Reid, you've got the quarterback edge in Patrick Mahomes. I think that's why a lot of people are are siding with the Chiefs in this one. I think it is as simple as they've got the quarterback and the coach, and and we're going to ride with that. So I understand that mindset. That certainly makes sense to me, if that's why you're going with that. You know, the other thing that has some people concerned is the quality of performance of the San Francisco 49ers coming into the Super Bowl. They have not been dominant in, in these playoffs, and I would argue to to some extent that the Chiefs have. Um, the Niners trailed by a touchdown entering the fourth quarter uh, in a win over the Packers, and then they were down 17. 17 in that second half against the Lions. So it's a situation where they have not played their best football the last couple of weeks, but ultimately, because of their quarterback, because of their head coach, they have found a way. And so do they find a way today in terms of, one, getting the win, but also having a little bit better of a performance front to back? And I think that's possible for a couple of reasons, and we're going to dive into those reasons throughout this segment, throughout the rest of the show. Uh, Let's go out to Alexander there on line one. He's going to combat what we heard from air just a moment ago. What's going on, Alexander?
2: Hey, man, um, well, first, good show. And at the end of it, I really think I like Mahomes. Of course, he's he's one of the greatest of all time. I'm going to go to 49 And when it comes down to it, it's all about McCaffrey. I'd like the Chiefs' defense, but they really haven't faced a defense in the playoffs that has a really good ground. And as long as Shanahan doesn't outthink himself, because he gets victim of that. Sometimes he wants Brock Purdy to win the game. As long as he stays within that offense and they run the ball because they have Kittle that's gonna play, he's gonna take pressure off the running game. You have YU and you have Debo. That's what the, the matchup is gonna be. Can can seem stop that. And as long as Shannon hand doesn't outthink himself, he has a defense now that can cover up for his mistake. But sometimes he he tries to make the game plan enforce it instead of just giving giving McCaffrey the ball. You give that guy the ball three to four times in a drive, you're going to get positive yards and get touchdowns. touchdown. And as great as Mahomes is, overall, San Francisco truly is a better team. And I'm not even a Shan- uh, Shanahan fan, but he's really built a really great team out there, and I'm going to say the 49ers are going to take
0: it. Yeah, I appreciate the call there. A couple of things that you said that are interesting, and one of those is for Shanahan to not uh, outthink himself. And that's what we saw from the Ravens. A wee, uh, two weeks ago in the AFC title game. I mean, you've got Gus Edwards with, what, two carries? You had, what, five running plays or four running plays from the non-quarterback position the entire game. There was no reason to abandon the run in that game, and, and certainly I don't think that is is any part of the plan for the Niners. The difference being the Niners have the playmakers, if they do decide to abandon the run game, that they can still beat you. I don't think that was the case with the Ravens. It's an interesting situation because we talk about a number of different things in regards to this. First off, with the Chiefs, are they going to be able to to get into a shootout with the Niners? The Chiefs' offense is, I would say, average this year. No, I know they're welcoming Jarek McKinnon back. And Isaiah Pacheco runs like a madman. Love to see it. But respectfully, they are just an average offense. They finish... Dead, right towards the middle, 15th in scoring this season. They've been a little bit better in the playoffs, 26 points, 27 points, and then uh, uh, two weeks ago, just 17. Um, Can they win this game on offense, or does it have to be defensively? Because they are second in points allowed on defense. And and if that's the case, how are we slowing down the 49ers? I, I think the easy answer, if you're the Kansas City Chiefs, is affect the quarterback. Brock Purdy has not been very good in in these playoffs. He's had a lot of issues at times. But at the end of the day, he has risen to the moment that he's needed to. He has had a game-winning drive. He has had a three-possession comeback. And so, yes, he has not performed to an elite standard. I do think in the first game for the Niners – the game against Green Bay, a lot of that was due to the weather. You may feel differently, but that's how I look at it. And the other interesting aspect of this, for me at least, is everyone focusing on the problem stopping the run for the 49ers? I think that's being overstated. Just my opinion. And I understand, like, look, The 49ers have allowed rushing totals of 136 yards and 182 yards. And I know those are wild numbers to escape a playoff game with a win and allow that much rushing, but I will say this. You give up 182 to the Lions. I don't think you defend the Chiefs the way you defend the Lions. And what I mean by that is the Lions have, in my opinion, better playmakers in the past game than the Chiefs do. I think you're able to focus on the run in this game with those linebackers way more than you were against the the Lions. I think the concern was Jared Goff, Amon Ross, St. Brown, the two running backs,
3: the tight end. You're getting tight get end it. Sam Laporte. <laughs> well,
0: I was for you know what I was forgetting was the second. Receiver Jamison.
3: Okay. Oh yeah, from from Alabama. Yeah, yeah, I, was yeah try, I was trying to yeah. pull his name up, yeah, and no, I could. No, the Lions have done a, a amazing drafting job. At they're way positions. more dangerous mm-hmm. as a
0: non-rushing offense than the Chiefs are. And, and look, I know you've got Kelsey. I know we're dealing with that, but for what it's worth, not expecting Kadarius Tony to go. I, I just Marquez Valdez Scantling, Rashe Rice. You're defending the Chiefs differently than you defend the Lions. And I think you can focus on the run game a lot more. I think you get those linebackers coming in the right direction uh, against the Chiefs more than you did against the Lions. And so I understand why that run game was what it was against the Lions. I I think it's a different thing. I think it's a different thing. I honestly have no idea how you defend the 49ers. I I really don't. Uh, if it's not doing something to mess with Purdy, there's too much talent. Yeah, no. Between Debo and Ayuk and, and, and oh, Kittle and McCaffrey and, and don't forget Kyle Juszczyk has been dangerous in the playoffs. I just, if you're not messing with Purdy, I don't know how you slow that team down. And that's why I have said, I've said for two years, the Niners are the best team in the NFL. I believe they were the best team in the NFL a year ago. They got injured in, in, in late in the season and did not have the quarterback that they could win a playoff game with. I totally respect that. It happens. But I have said for two years that this was the best team in the NFL. I sat and watched them lose three straight games while banged up this year and continue to say this is the best team in the NFL. And heading into one last game, I still believe the San Francisco 49ers on offense – on defense, is the best team in the NFL. Special teams might be a problem, and we're going to get into that on the other side here as we continue to break down the Super Bowl. Look, we're going to run through a couple more thoughts here on the game itself before we dive into the Taylor Swifts and the halftime shows and all that stuff. But I'll be honest with you. I just think there's more ways for San Francisco to win this game. I think if Brock Purdy is good... Not even great. If Brock Purdy is good, San Francisco's winning this game. So the charge that the Chiefs have is to make Brock Purdy average or below average today. Whether that's through pressure. Really, the only way I can see it is through pressure or coverage. Because Not even coverage in terms of man-to-man, but just confusing Purdy or pressuring Purdy. Because there's too much talent, you're not going to cover those guys. Those guys get in space, and it's dangerous. They're too good. If you don't affect the quarterback, San Francisco is going to have a field day. I honestly believe that, and we'll see if that plays out tonight in the Super Bowl. It is the APTL Show live from the Kia Studios. Abe Gordon here, Eric Slaughter as well. When we come back, one final segment. Again, just an hour today. Some more thoughts on the Super Bowl, and of course, what sort of entertainment can we expect alongside? That's what's coming up next. It is the APTL Show live, 92.9 The Game and the Odyssey app
1: he makes everyone better because of just how serious he takes his job and and when you see a guy go go through what he does in a game it makes you
0: be like okay you know Christian's about to go through it and I got to have his back I know he, he's got mine he's
1: prepared more than anybody so he, you know he sort of sets the standard and the stage for what it's gonna take for us to be at our best and so that's one I think that's that's the mentality and, and then two um, obviously he does every like everything he runs the ball
0: Um, Obviously, you can put him out in the slot and and throw him the ball. So, for me as a quarterback, you know, it it, honestly, it makes the defense have to account for him in all these different ways and manners. So, for me as a quarterback, I'm like, all right, like, defenses can can worry
1: about him and it can open up other guys, and it it makes my job easier.
0: That is the 49ers quarterback, Brock Purdy, talking about Christian McCaffrey, CMC, an incredible addition a year ago. And just one of those things, man, like you you, you, bring talent to where talent already is and it just increases all the talent as it combines into one pot. And E was dead on about this. If Christian McCaffrey gets going and it starts to open some things up for Ayuk and for Debo uh, and for Kittle, I, I mean, you can look out. I, I would be very hesitant to say that as good as the Chiefs' defense has been all year long and in the playoffs – that they're going to slow down uh, or shut down this 49ers offense. I think that's going to be the biggest key to the game. I think the Chiefs will get theirs. The 49ers are an interesting defense because they got a great front, great pass rush, uh, but, uh, you know, there are some weaknesses as well. But, boy, that offense, man, if the Niners can get going, look out. The the other thing that gets interesting is I don't know – if Kyle Shanahan's going to trust his kicker in this game. Um, and I don't – I'm not necessarily believe he should. Uh, you look, you got you got Harrison Butker on one side, who's 40-42, 7-7 seven seven this postseason. I think Patrick Mahomes, Andy Reid, and the Chiefs absolutely, unequivocally, 100% trust Harrison Butker. I don't think that's the case for Jake Moody. Uh, this is a guy who's a rookie. He was drafted 24-30 this season. Three of five in the playoffs. Both misses have been been between 40 and 49 yards. If it comes down to kicking, I would be very concerned. That's the one aspect of the game where I think there is a major, major advantage for the Chiefs. I would not want this game to come down to a last-second kick. That's all I'm suggesting. Now – before I move on to non-game specific things, Eric Slaughter, is there anything specific you'd like to point out in tonight's game that you feel is a key that we haven't touched on, or uh, I'm sure you got something back there? Any anything that makes a difference for you? But no,
3: nothing makes a difference for me. But really, this is what you said. What you just said, you know, McCaffrey, yeah, Kittle, yeah, Ayuk, yeah, Debo, yeah, Steve Spagnola. Okay, yeah, he could really cement himself. As arguably one of the, big, the greatest D.C.s of all time if he can pull this off. After what he did to Tom Brady with the Giants, okay? Sure. If he does this for the Niners I – mean sorry, for the Chiefs, and they do this and they and they take this thing yeah. down, he, he goes on that list of – Now, they'd have to do it defensively, though. Right. You well, well, don't can, get credit for 34-31, do, do you? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I mean, if even if it's 34-31 and he draws up the right blitz or the right turnover at the right time – what could this really cement? Yeah, his there, there, there are his legacy. Individual,
0: you know? singular plays that I think can make the impact. But, but again, this goes back to like I said, I, I just really feel this is not a Chiefs defense that can slow down the entirety of the Niners' offense. This is a Chiefs defense that can impact the quarterback that makes the difference.
3: Yeah, it's it's going to be one of those. It's all about whether yeah. or those safety blitzes that he's because for. if Purdy's
0: having a good day the Niners are scoring touchdowns. Right. If Purdy's having an average or below average day, I think the Chiefs can survive. And that, mm-hmm. that's going to be what it's been up to. And by the way, Brock Purdy, love it or hate it, has not had a good game in the playoffs yet. I think he's come up big in certain moments. He has not had one of those games where you're like, man, look at him go.
3: Well, first, And off, I,
0: you first, do wonder if that comes today. The 49ers arguably should have lost both of their playoff games. Uh, yeah, so, uh, I mean, you know, certainly the Lions game. You can I mean, take your pick on, on on the game against the Packers, but certainly the Lions game. Yeah. yeah. So, I mean, you know, hey, what can but you But in do? the you, end, he did come from behind. Yeah. You yeah. yeah. got to come from behind. Exactly right. Uh, are the Chiefs a dynasty if they win today, Eric? Uh, 3 3 out of 5? 3 out of 5 is it 3 out of 5? Yeah. yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. I I look, I, I it, it's a weird situation. I I will say that first off I agree, but but let me say this. The Chiefs in the regular season are good, not great. Just over the past five years, they've been good, not great. They they, have, I, have they gotten any one seeds? Yes, they've been one seed twice. Twice? R- twice r- out on, of five
3: years. Hey, hey, this was the first year that Patrick Mahomes had to play a game Outside of Aaron. Right. But okay. that's
0: because the bum one seed Titans kept losing their, their and, playoff games. And days. the, and the just... bum
3: one seed Ravens did yeah, it one too. But, but I, yes, I just, so he has been the number one They twice. have
0: not been wildly dominant in the regular season, but they get to the playoff. They've been very good. Don't get the, me wrong. The year, They're not skating the year into the playoffs. they won it, didn't they go 15-1? I don't think so. Look that up. They had a
3: 15-1. Maybe they did.
0: I don't – like, I look at this team. I don't did, think I, so. I that, like – There have been a number of years where you look at them and you're like, they're not the best team in the AFC. Like, I I feel that's the discussion regarding the Chiefs multiple times in this run. But when they get to the playoffs, they take care of business. And you're right. If they win today, it would be three of five. That's only been done four times in NFL history. The Steel Curtain Steelers won three of five. The Cowboys in the 90s won three of five. And the Patriots under Brady and Bill Belichick did it twice. It's only happened for three different franchises, four different times, and the Chiefs could join that group if they win tonight.
3: You got something there, E? I got it for you. All right, so they won the first one in 19 with the original matchup against the Niners. In 20, they were 14-2, lost to Tom Brady in the Super Bowl. And in twenty two, they were fourteen and three, won a Super Bowl. So your regular season, no nah, man, no nah, man.
0: No, they've been good. Don't get me wrong; they're fourteen winning. and two
3: is great. They, fourteen
0: th- and three 20, is. It's, I, I don't even care about the record. Like we've had discussions this year that they're not the best team in the AFC, and maybe their runs over, and it's not. That that that's kind of been what we've been waiting on. Like it, it hasn't felt like a continuation of of their dynasty or, or dominance. It's felt like we're waiting on someone. To step up, whether it's the Bills, whether it's the Ravens, whether it's the Dolphins, that hasn't happened. I agree that it hasn't happened. But I think, I mean, it just feels to me like they have always been, they're good. But I've, we've had a lot of years in the past five where we do not view them as the best team in the NFL.
3: Okay, let me. Going me into your, the playoffs. Give me your opinion on this stat. And this actually goes pre Mahomes era, but this stat 10 straight years, double digit wins. Double digit is good, not great.
0: How many years – the Titans were in that, that category for for how many years? Okay, yeah, it's, okay. It's ju- it's ju- okay. I just like, wanted your opinion. I just wanted no, your opinion. No, it's just like 10 and, 10 and 6 is not a good team. Like, it's not a uh, bad team. Uh, of
3: those 10 years, only one of them was 10 wins.
0: No, I'm, I'm not saying they're at 10. I'm just saying like lots 10 and 12, 6, 11 13s, and 5 is like a 3 14s. seed. But that's lots. like a 3 seed most of the times. For, oh, okay. Like, I'm all just, right, I'm just right. not – no, I'm, look, I'm not wasting time on this, but – one, two, three, but four. It doesn't matter. E, we're moving on. Got we're it. moving on. But, but like, yeah, that, that doesn't impress me. Sorry. Uh, ne- neither, by the way, does the Tomlin stuff. Like, you went 8-8 eight and eight this year or whatever, or you make the playoffs this year. Like, I don't know. Squeaking in at the end. Whatever. All right. Taylor
3: Swift. E, she bother you? No, I don't date her. Do you,
0: I don't think she'd bother you <laughs> if you date her.
3: Uh, uh, Too tall for it, me, but okay.
0: I mean, I'd, I'd find a way. I'd get clogs or something if I need to. I just don't understand why it bothers so many people. I really don't. I know people are like just generally trying to be mad at something. I just I don't know. That doesn't get to me. Uh, Super Bowl parties. What are your must-have food items? in if you're going to an actual party, whether you are hosting or someone else, like what's the what's the? Give me two food items you need at a Super Bowl party.
3: Gotta have a good dip of some okay. sort. Okay. Okay. You know whether it's a. Meat and cheese dip, whether it's a um, uh, what's the spinach and artichoke, some type sure. of good dip. Okay. And um, I, I'm a dessert guy, so Ooh, okay. I need a good dessert at some point. Good piece of uh, upside down pineapple cake. Good piece of cheesecake. Something.
0: I had chips and dip on my list as well, gotta so have, I'm right have there it. with you. Gotta have I, I'm a wings guy. I, I know Freaky was on here earlier I think he said like 1.3 billion or three billion whatever chicken the chicken day whatever number the number of wings that get consumed today I'm a wings guy I think you gotta have wings um a big fan big fan like pizzas great but if you're gonna have pizza there's gotta be wings too
3: i would trade both of those for ribs and or Italian. ribs food. are a lot of work no, if
0: I'm going not. to someone else's no no yeah for me like to prepare them okay yeah. If I'm going to someone else's, they can have ribs. That's cool. I'm not going to be mad at it. Um, Halftime show. And for those who don't remember, there was a year before Michael Jackson where an episode of In Living Color aired during halftime of the Super Bowl. It drew 20 million uh, viewers. And the very next year, the Super Bowl, uh, the NFL gets Michael Jackson to perform the Super Bowl. That's how the Super Bowl halftime show started. I've lost touch with the Super Bowl halftime show because it's become so overproduced. And so now for me, it's less about the vocals or the dance moves or choreography. It's just about the guest artists. It's about the appearances now. And from that being said, tonight makes a lot of sense, a lot of interest for for those of us in Atlanta. I brought us back with, yeah, for a reason. You're definitely going to have – now, I had mentioned Alicia Keys, and Andy and Randy kind of laughed at me like, what, she's going to pop out on piano? Apparently. Apparently, because there were some rumors already that she would be there. I, I know there's some rumors that Pitbull performed, I think, in Vegas last night. You maybe connected dots there with Pitbull. Um, and, and then, obviously, as you mentioned, Luda and Little John, I mean, it'd be just a travesty. We've been talking about that for four months since Usher got announced to be a travesty. And then the the commercials. The commercials have been a letdown in recent years. I think it's because there used to be anticipation for the commercials. Now with all these teasers and trailers and even sometimes the full commercial coming out before the Super Bowl, I'm just not interested. Like, it, it, it's not as special as it once were. The fact that you can find them just online the next day if you didn't catch I don't know. It lost something for me. Yep. I don't know if you feel the same way.
3: You can watch them all on YouTube by the next morning. Yeah,
0: yeah. So so it's not not the same as it once was. All right, that's going to do it here for the Abe T.L. show. I appreciate Eric Slaughter and his work. And, uh, boy, he's going to be here for quite a long time still. hope he enjoys the Super Bowl tonight. I hope you do as well. Coming up next here on 92.9 The Game and the Odyssey app, it is Westwood 1 and Super Bowl 58. The pregame show starts